global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey, welcome back to the Better Way to Farm podcast. Just Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm. And you know that we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to make more money. And the interesting thing about today's podcast is we have some of those growers that are on with us that are making more money doing this. Now, the cool thing is, is that they're a younger couple, just got married. So congrats to them. I'm super excited to chat about that. But the thing about what we do is that we provide opportunities. And these two have taken advantage of a fantastic opportunity to turn what we do into a business, not only helping out their clients, but also helping out themselves. So I do truly hope that you are having a great day, and I want to welcome you all and help me welcome in Mr. Michael and Mrs. Lorna Fiddler now that they are married. So congratulations, you two. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for having us today. Yeah, we're super excited. As you guys know, we sometimes do different series on different things, and we try to stay somewhat relevant, although you can listen to these podcasts whenever you want. When we record them and then we release them, we try to do it somewhat thoughtful. And and right now we are kind of on the preface, kind of the base of foliar feeding. Now we just dropped an episode with Jerry Cox, who has done a fantastic job. I've learned a million things from Jerry on, on how to do foliar feeding correctly. But you two have taken kind of Jerry's philosophies and, and turned that into a very successful business. So first question out of the gate in regards to working together, are you guys still married a week into it or has the business completely fallen apart? <laughs> so far, so good. Nope, still married. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fantastic. But jumping into this foliar feeding side of things, how about we start with a, a, just a little bit? I know, Lorna, we've kind of talked before, especially on the wheat side of things. Why don't you guys kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a, a, just kind of a quick story about how you kind of got to the point where you've started your own custom spraying business. Well, Michael's elbowing me, so I guess that means I'll start. <laughs> Back in college, we met Rod Livesey from A Better Way to Farm then, and so came home. We've tried that very first product on the farm on our wheat field. We saw 15 bushels. And so that's really what gave us a big start because we were super excited. That really got us our, got our attention. Uh, after we started trying some things on the farm, Tyler, then we were like, hey, I think we want to help other people do this. And so we made a business out of it. And it's allowed us to actually come back home to the farm instead of going working an hour away from home. We live in a pretty remote rural area with 160 people in our small town. So we were just so glad to be able to come back home. We've learned a lot of things along the way. We've been able to incorporate things on our farm, like infro for the first year and foliar feeding for the third year now. We've also been able to help other clients in about 12 other states. So it's been a lot of fun. And I, I alluded to it a little bit ago, but I've, I've got to share. I can't remember when we recorded that, but we did a wheat series and I, I didn't want to get into it too much in this episode, but Lorna, you guys were able to pick up like 15 bushels 
just by putting on one of our foliar nitrogen products and the wheat side. So if anybody's listening, you got some wheat out there, by all means, we're going to talk about foliar feeding kind of generically or kind of broad spectrum. You can absolutely foliar feed your wheat. I just got off the phone yesterday with a, a grower that doesn't have starter on his wheat. And so that he's going to start foliar feeding it. But man, there are some absolutely some things that you can do to really increase your wheat. So go check out that episode. Now, the first question I wanted to ask as it relates to your custom spraying business, what was it that you guys really ultimately decided, hey, you know what, we need to start this business instead of you know, allowing someone else to do it. Cause we all have these retail locations, right. That, uh, that could do things for us, but why do we want to take back that control and do it ourselves? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head with that Tyler's get the control back in the farmer's hands and that's being farmers and doing the custom application. We, I mean, we know what it's like and we want to do the best job we can. So we leave that decision up to them. And our main goal there was starting the custom application was to do just that and to really put the hurt on the ag retail. Cause I dis- dislike them. I love being able to see your your faces and your reactions because the <laughs> you know we all know that Lorna's father was actually on the board of the local co-op, correct? On the board. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, coming from the co-op system myself, the ag retail side of it, it's just very difficult to do to cover so many acres and do it the right way. So for you guys to go out there, take control, start your own operation, that's absolutely fantastic. Those that are listening, if they're thinking about foliar feeding themselves, where do you two see the the grower listening to this podcast? Where do you see them starting? I have a good answer to that, Tyler. So last week, I just sat down one more time with a brand new grower. He just started with us about a month ago and he's got his corn planted. So he's excited. He's never farmed before in his life. And he said, now, what do I need to do next? I said, you need a tissue sample. And I said that this is a a $22 insurance policy that tells you if you have any deficiencies or not. And you don't have to act on that, but at least you know, you know whether your corn needs something or if it doesn't need something. And that's going to give you the peace of mind. And so he was really excited about that. And he sent that tissue sample off. And now he's going to have the exact results, the exact numbers of, hey, do I need something or do I not need something? And that's where we always recommend people starting. And that's what we do on our farm. So how do you go about kind of doing that? I know that I I am just going to put in a plug. So we have the Better Way to Farm team. We have a system that's in place, which is nice. So when you submit those samples, it'll come through a system and and that's what spits out exactly what you need. But where do you kind of start? Where That new grower, were you guys able to kind of walk them through what growth stage or or some of those things or or kind of hit on some of those kind of quick little things that, that growers will need to know? Sure. On the detail side of it, I would first of all, get a hold of somebody from A Better Way to Farm uh, from their team, or you're welcome to get a hold of Michael and I, and we'll walk you through what stage. I mean, I went out there and walked with that farmer through his field and I showed him here's V1, V2 on the corn plant. Here's how you pluck that corn plant off versus getting the roots, et cetera. And so those team members can walk you through. And once you've got that, they're going to say, here's the address to send it to, and here's your closest UPS location. And you know, all those little details that really make the world go around on this, I would recommend getting hold of that team member first. Yeah. And the nice thing is about where I live is that it, I just skip down to, to Omaha and drop it off. And, you know, we go through Midwest Labs. And so it's it's unbelievably nice for me. And I feel terrible. You know, we work with clients all across the United States. And it's like, yeah, you got to ship it. You know, I, I love that you said, oh, you already know where the closest UPS location is. Well, to me, it's like, I'm not going to 
find that place because it's more of a hassle for me to drive to the local UPS when I could just drive down to, to Omaha and drop that stuff off. So I absolutely love that. Now, when you get that report back, you're going to have some recommendations on there. The nice thing about the recommendation system is that it's extremely precise and it's going to tell you exactly what you need. It's not going to be more or less. You know, that's the philosophy that we live by is that we need to be the most efficient with every dollar that we spend, especially on the the nutrient side. So how do you guys, when you're working with those clients or even for your own operation, because I know you guys farm as well, how do you go about deciding, yep, this is what I need. And how do you know the right for our system, right? So we already know that we're using the right source because you guys are using fantastic products. But what about, you know, rate, timing, placement? What are those things? And, and how do you guys put that plan together for the clients that you're working with? Well, the good thing is for us on a, on the tissue test, we get back, it, it's got it in, I mean, bold letters, how to do it, what stage you apply it at and knowing Rod with a better way to farm and and the whole system that you got to do 86 degrees or less on the temperature. And then you want your humidity low. So it's for us, it's mostly in the evenings and early mornings is when we try to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think off of what Michael said, Tyler, we go right off of that tissue test. So when it comes back, like Michael said, it, it tells you exactly what we need and bold, those bold letters. So it's going to say manganese, one pint, you know, or seven, you know, three quarters of a pint or whatever it's going to be. It's very specific. And then we don't deviate from that. Michael prints those off and those papers are in the spare with them. They're next to him when he's mixing. And so we don't deviate from that at all. And that's what we feel like has mm-hmm. contributed to us we've seen with the foliar feeding is by following exactly what it calls for. So I would say that kind of the rule of 140 and, and we don't try to push over 160, but that, that temperature and humidity that you brought up. Now, what do you guys or, or have you seen differences in like pressure or uh, nozzle selection? What are some of those things as you're building this program out? What are some of those things that you guys are kind of messing with or fine tuning to make sure that you are the most efficient with this system? Well, last year, Tyler has been really our first year with actually like the foliar feeding system on the corn and soybeans. And so I picked out the wrong nozzle. I was trying to run five gallon the acre. And I had to run about 25 to 30 mile an hour across the field to get the right pressure. To get, to at least get <laughs> too much. A little bouncy. A little bouncy. But anyway, so I upped, the, upped it to 10 gallon per acre. Yesterday, I did some yesterday. I was running about 70 to 75 pounds of pressure. So what I was trying to do is try to get a fine mist behind a spare where it just sits in there and just slowly floats down on the leaves. Yeah. So I was going to ask you why you do that, but... But there's one thing that I know. Sometimes you, you want to lead people because you know what they're going to answer. But sometimes, since I like talking, I'm, I'm just going to answer it specifically. To get the answer, check this out, guys. you like this. To get the answer to why Michael and Lorna are using that high pressure and those that, that low of volume, you know what you could do? You could come join us in Ankeny, Iowa in July at our two-day Fundamentals of Agronomy program, that event that we put on, and we talk about the specifics of why you need that fine of mist. We don't go out there at 40 PSI, you know, 12 gallon and and spray that on there. There's a rhyme and reason why we do that. Now, some people might like to drive 25 to 30 mile an hour. Michael, I was actually up at my, my buddy Nick's and he was just telling me he, he was fine tuning everything. And he was just running when they were putting on there. Now they weren't foliar feeding. They were just putting on their post emerge. He said he was averaging about 24, 25 miles an hour going across this field. 
tell around here the telephone poles and the terraces come along pretty quick. <laughs> you know, that's why they have breakaways. That's fantastic. So what is it about this foliar feeding system that has really, you know, kind of turned you guys on to to building this business and giving you that confidence that you know it's successful because I mean that that's kind of a you know for a, a very young couple that's that's a pretty tall order a b- pretty big task to take a hold and and use so what is it that gives you guys the confidence that that you know you're going to be successful with it I would say Tyler it didn't really start out that way Michael wasn't real enthused about having to make one more pass across the field <laughs> you already spray a lot and this means you have to run longer days potentially so we really had to see the results for this to be something we're willing to do to invest infrastructure in but then also another pass to the field for somebody who may already be worn out or you know have a ton of other things to do so when i say we're seeing results we're seeing between 20 and 30 bushels on our farm but i'd rather give you third-party data i'd rather give you people that we're working with and so we have one grower that when he fully feeds his corn, he's seeing between four to five pounds more on test weight. So he's really excited about that. We've got another grower. He consistently sees 30 bushels the acre. That's just what he sees every time. And he's really happy with that. And that, of course, pays you know dividends on that cost of the foliar feed. So he has a really nice ROI. His plant's healthier. And it's interesting when we do our test passes between foliar feed and fungicide, we're actually starting to see a little bit more of a boost from the foliar feed than we are from the fungicide as our plant health is up. So we're kind of excited about that. Third example I'll give you is a grower that we have real local to us. I don't know if you know this yet, but we're having a field day at his farm on July 29th. So might come check that out. But he saw up to 60 bushel by just foliar feeding his corn last year. So we really think this program can shine when you follow that plan exactly. That's a plan that we did not come up with out of our hat or out of the air. This is a plan that was developed over 30 years of hard work and testing, experimenting. And we learned that directly from you guys at that fundamentals of agronomy training. Yeah, perfect. And I don't know if I could do a better job of describing what you guys just shared there. That's unbelievable. The testimonials that we get, you know, the cool thing is about what I do. And I I know you guys are on the sales side with us as well. I think you jumped on. I, I don't know. Did you guys jump on to help promote or did you guys start? I, I know that you knew like Andrew Moore and, and those guys. Did you guys start for the, the product side of it? I can't remember how that started out. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. So the nice thing is about what we do is that we get to work with them. I mean, like I said, you guys have your own operation, a family farm and all that stuff. So you guys get to see the benefits, you know, the 15 bushels on wheat or, you know, whatever it is. So you guys get to see that, but that's the coolest part about what we do is that when we get those phone calls from the clients, I think it was, I think you were alluding to Travis picked up, He's like, oh yeah, I picked up like 60 bushels on my corn. <laughs> and you're like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. I picked up 60, 60 bushel. 63. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's just so nonchalant about it. That's, that's what I love. You know, if it's, you know, Sam, or I've got another Sam out in Western Pennsylvania, or Sam in, in North Central Iowa, or, you know, Tyler out in Central Nebraska, or wherever, and the, the growers that we're working with, even down in Texas, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it looks a little better. And then at the end of the year, it's like, well, it was, you know, about 12 bushel, 20 bushel. It, those are the things that we do year in and year out, and that we're extremely consistent at it. Now we don't go out and say, oh, you, you follow us, and all of a sudden you're going to get 64 bushels every single time you show up. Because we know that's not the case. 
But on the foliar feeding side of it, you know, Jerry said in that last podcast that we just dropped that you're picking up percentages, you know, whether it's five to 10%, he always recommends. Now he, he recommends foliar feeding everything once, and then he'll kind of cherry pick as things go across. Now, do you guys subscribe to that as well? Or what are you guys doing this year in your foliar feeding program? Are you doing everything? Are you doing some things or how does that look? Well, Tyler, we, we try to run over everything at least once. And then, I mean, it's hard to get that second pass because it just gets so late. And get, I mean, you got post-merge on soybeans going on. You got fungicide trying to get on on soybeans. And it's just hard to get that second pass on, really. So, I mean, I guess in a way, we kind of get a second shot because we use that high nitrogen product with our fungicide late season. But, I mean, just to get another pass of foliar with your micros, it's just hard to get done. Yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. You know, what we do, if you want to see increases like that, it's not going out and and having the ag retail guy come in in the fall and put down all, all your fertilizer. And then you go out there and you plant and you don't see that field again until harvest time. That's unfortunately, if you, if you want to see some of these big gains, that's not how you do it. It kind of takes the management level up a little bit. Now, are you guys um, doing any drone stuff or are you guys still with ground rigs? No, we got, we're doing a little bit of both this year, mostly ground rig, but we've got, I've got a really good friend I went to college with. It's got a drone business. It's only about 15 minutes away and he's been doing quite a bit for us, really. Awesome. Awesome. Those have come in very handy. I know that it seems like over the last two years, I can count on, you know, both hands, you know, the growers that we work with that have some, sometimes I got to take my shoes off to count, count that high. But when a grower that's listening to this podcast, as we kind of wrap this episode up, if they just listen to kind of the one thing, what would you say to that grower about foliar feeding? You know, whether it's a few tips and tricks or what are those recommendations that you guys have for that grower that's listening today? I would say if you're not going to do it the right way, don't do it at all. I mean, there's products out there that are easier to throw in your tank and fly on, you know, in a big old droplet, the wrong nozzle size. And you might have some sort of micro mix with 10 different things in there and you only need three of them actually. So you're overspending and then you're putting it on the wrong way because that big droplet's just going to roll off the leaf of the plant instead of stick to at the bottom side of it, which is what we're able to make it do. And so you're not going to see the results and you're going to be frustrated. And so if you're going to do it, then do it the right way. Go ahead and do that. And you will see amazing results. Then that would be my one piece of advice to take away from this. With that being said, I want to give you guys an opportunity to chat with the the grower that may be listening. So share your information. I know you guys have a business that you do some work as, as well through that. I think it's a Facebook page and some other social media stuff. So how would, if a grower's got some questions about how to foliar feed the right way or, or how to do this the right way, um, how can they get a hold of you too? We've got a Facebook account, an Instagram account, and a TikTok account at, it's at Amped Up Ag. And you can reach us out, reach to us there, or you can give us a phone call. I mean, my number is 636-359-4390. And I mean, we can... Walk you through, we can set up set up a call, talk to you, see what your concerns are or what we can help you with. Or how to pick up an easy 63 bushel in corn, right? Right. <laughs> Guar- guaranteed every time. The 30 by 30 guarantee, 30 feet or 30 minutes. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Used to be co-op board member will go out to where his bulk tanks are and he says, now what snake oil do we have in here? <laughs> <laughs> He has to tease us. 
but he, he gets so excited when another truck comes to deliver more products. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> fun. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you too, before I kick you out of here and, and let you get back to work, is there anything else on your mind um, as we close this out today or did we cover it all? I would just invite everybody who would like to attend our field day on July 29th. Um, it's going to be at Travis's who's, you know, truly following that plan. You know, ever you know, he's almost needs his mail forwarded to his sprayer, Tyler. He's in there all the time. <laughs> exactly. According to what it's calling for. So that's a really impressive field day to see how it's done correctly. And then you can pull pieces of that and do what you can. And we would help you through that or a fellow team member at A Better Way to Farm. And I would highly encourage that to be in Ladonia, Missouri, July 29th, 2023. Yep, and there'll be, we'll have some Facebook announcements when it gets closer to time about how to get there and where it's at, what to look mm-hmm. forward to, so. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode and and you're hearing that and you want to reach out to us, go ahead, check out A Better Way to Farm, go find us on social media and reach out, or even with the the links and the numbers that, that Lauren and Michael shared today, reach out to them and, and get that information because we truly do want to help you out. We want you to be more successful. That's why we're here. We are here. So Lorna, Michael, thank you guys very much for the time today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today. You know, we really appreciate the time that you give us. Now, please feel free to reach out at any time and, and get a hold of any of us. Now, I do want to mention, and generally, those of you that are listening to this podcast may already know that we've got a team of individuals that is not just Rod from A Better Way to Farm. And at any point, any one of us could reach out to you, especially if you are the one that makes the call to us. So just be prepared. Yes, Rod is still there. Yes, he is still very friendly. But I wanted to make everyone aware that that's listening to this, that, you know, that sometimes when you reach out to a better way to farm, you might be contacted by somebody else, myself or, you know, Lauren and Michael Preston, you know, Kayla, there's a whole Chris Chuck. There's a whole slew of us that are helping out behind the scenes. So please feel free to, to reach out, join the team. And again, thank you so, so very much for being a part of our family. I want to thank you for the love and support of the better way to farm brand. And remember to have a better day. You're listening on the verbal crowd network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.